0: Think of all the private investigators that you've seen on the TV over the years. Be it Dick Tracy, Magnum P.I. or whatever your favourite one is. In the end, they always get their man or woman. But what about for them? What is success for a private investigator? Very fortunate to have one of Australia's leading private investigators on the show today. And we had a conversation about what is success and what are some of the issues you've got to face as a private investigator, and uh, is it true that private investigators have to be a police officer first, then retire, and then become a private investigator? Tune in as we get underway on this episode of the Get More Success Show.
1: Welcome to the Get More Success Show. It's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his one. Showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get More Success show. I'm my host, Warwick Mary. Now, today, I've got someone so secret, I can barely tell you who it is. There you go, undercover. You've seen them on TV shows all around the planet. They're the one sitting in the dark van with the dark glass with the camera sticking out the window. We've got the private investigator. I feel it should be, we've got the private investigator. It was a dark night. It was rain coming down and here he is. Please welcome to the show, Peter Nash. Boo hiss. <laughs> not quite. So Peter, you're not actually a private investigator. You're a, what's, what's the formal term? A licensed inquiry agent. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yes. That's what Victoria police call us. A licensed inquiry agent. Read right. private investigator.
0: Excellent. Hey, um, before we, I'm really interested in finding out a little bit more about you naturally, but I want to start off with how do you define success in your business? Because you've been doing this for a while. How do you define success?
1: Well, success basically is um, clearly servicing your customer from a private investigation point of view. Um, You know, it's the satisfaction of getting the answer that the people want. It may not necessarily be a good answer. Um, but it is the closure for them and they can move on and make decisions. And from a corporate perspective it's uh very much about um, you know, being patient and uh sort of running along the uh the lines of a a mounty always gets their man. So it might take a bit of time and effort, but generally the uh the person that uh that you uh you know, you want to stop doing what they're doing, then uh, eventually you you get the outcome you want yeah yeah
0: what about for you personally in your and in, uh, in your approach to life and and your business how do you define success how do you know that you've been successful not just in you know Mounty always gets their man or you have a, a satisfactory resolution for your client but how do you measure success
1: oh I think just uh basically uh you know at the at, at, at over a period of 12 months that you've um you know you've you've worked hard enough to uh to pay what you need to pay and things like that and kept relationships intact and not tried not to uh burn any re- any relationships or any persons in you know private and uh business life yeah um and also keep you know keep learning be be flexible be the 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 person who pretty much always says yes and uh, if you're uh, if they want you somewhere in an hour or, you know, an hour and a half or half an hour, you do your damnedest to, to get there. So that, that's probably the, uh, the underlying thing for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I reckon it's probably fair to say that the majority of people's exposure to private investigators is TV and movies. And I have a funny feeling that real life and what you see on TV is not quite the same. I know, call me cynical, but I just think it might not be the same. So... How accurate is the depiction of private investigators on TV where they're running around, taking photos, recording audio files and then seeing the client and saying, I'm terribly sorry, but here's the information that you didn't want to know?
1: Yeah, look, there's, um, there's elements of uh, truth, obviously, in everything. But I mean, from from the uh, convenience of the TV and movie screen, the, you know, the fact that they always get the park where exactly they want to get a park. <laughs> Uh, the fact that the person walks out and stands out the front and has a cigarette and basically staring straight at them but doesn 't see them i mean that 's real that 's not realistic of course um, and the other thing to bear in mind of course australia 's got uh, you know very uh, very strict and strong privacy laws too so you 've always got to be mindful of that, um, particularly more so with audio than perhaps uh, video or stills um, the The general rule of thumb with uh, with a picture a- aka the paparazzi is if you the point of origin of the picture is a public place, then it's pretty much a free-for-all. Um, but audio is a completely different kettle of fish, so you have to be super careful with any audio. Right. And so what
0: is what are the rules around audio? Like, you know, there's some people who have said, oh, I just want to tape a phone call. Do you have to notify them that you're recording a phone call? Are you a phone taps just as easy as, you know, you get a wire and you plug another thing onto it?
1: Yeah, look, they're, they're, it's, it's definitely a minefield. And, of course, you're dealing with federal, uh, federal offences rather than, you know, sort of state or local right. things. So you've got to be super careful. But look, at the end of the day, the yes, you do have to ask permission if you, if you do want to record something in, in theory, or, albeit we all know that's not necessarily stuck to. But the, the rule of thumb I work by is um, the moment a third party hears a recorded conversation, uh, that's when you've got an issue. Right, right, okay.
0: Um, so do you do the majority
1: of private work or corporate or work for business? Yeah, look, I'm very lucky, uh, Warwick. I've got a, a very good relationship with one corporate and that basically keeps me uh, pretty active during the week. It gives me uh, pretty much a base income yep. uh, and then all the other stuff comes in uh, over the top, whether it's uh, probably less so private, individual husband and wife sort of stuff these days. But um, I do quite a bit of work, odds and sods for different solicitors on different, uh, you know, perhaps family law matters or a little bit of the, um, you know, the the, the sort of work cover. Are they kind of injured or are they as active or not active as what they say they are? Um, So I get a good mix, Um, you know, 50% of my week's pretty much in front of the computer doing research and reports and the other 50%'s out in the car, out in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's been uh, one of the most um, interesting, and, and
0: I know for the sake of privacy that you can't mention any details or anything, but I'd just like to know what's been some of the uh, interesting or most uh, interesting requests that you've received for the kind of inve- investigation you've uh, you've had to do?
1: Yeah, no, yeah, good point. Um, look, the corporate stuff's pretty much just dealing with, with loss prevention and people that are making a living um, ripping off, um, you know, a retailer or things along those lines, so they they sort of run fairly st- um, par for the course. Although um, you know, like for one example, there is uh, you know you might have someone who's he's uh, on a curfew that's not supposed to go out after whatever seven o'clock at night or something. Um, so we <laughs> we have in the past um, you know been out and uh, obviously they uh, breach the curfew and they go out and try and uh, get up to their evil ways uh, uh, in the dark sort of thing, and um, you know getting getting that. Um, getting the evidence on that and getting police involved and, and getting that followed through is an interesting one. On the other side, yeah, look, pretty much standard questions about, um, you know, audio, uh, video, uh, tracking cars, of course. Um, so, again, you've got to be very careful with your advice. I mean, everyone knows the products exist, but realistically, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't supply the actual products. I can refer them to a website um, and then they can take it from there. But it, it's something you probably want to steer clear of, to be quite honest.
0: We hear the stereotype for private investigators is, oh, they were a cop who's retired and then sort of gone into the, the line of work. It's all they knew.
1: Are you a retired police officer? No, I'm one of the few that aren't, Warwick. You're right on the money there with, uh, A, the uh, probably that fact and also the, uh, the, in, the impression or the interpretation or expectation. Yeah. I've actually got a uh, merchant banking background so ten years um, my first ten years of employment was in the the merchant banking industry um, and theoretically uh, I branched out into this um, to to do some uh, say some corporate uh, type uh, crime yeah. uh, as in you know financial corporate things but that hasn't <laughs> hasn't really eventuated um, too too much I can do it, but it's not a it's not a big income stream for me so yeah. yeah.
0: So what, what got you into this? What made you decide, I know, I'll leave merchant banking and become a private investigator?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much circumstances, Warwick. The merchant banking, you know, people that might know a little bit of the history, went through a big boom and bust with the deregulation and a lot of the overseas banks came in and there was plenty of work around and, you know, we're flitting around between Melbourne and Sydney and rose to the, uh, to the inglorious levels of being a foreign exchange dealer, which is, uh, you know, a pretty high-pressure job. Um, well paid of course, but uh, lots of um, you know mental pressure uh, and then went through the uh, you know the bus part of it where they all sort of closed down that that part of their businesses and moved on uh, back back overseas or whatever so pretty much uh, by necessity uh, fell into um, insurance investigations and had to get my uh, uh, inquiry agent 's license back then to be able to do those, um, so that was pretty much starting off with um, you know, basic motor vehicle accidents and motor vehicle thefts and a bit of burglaries and home insurance kind of stuff. Um, and then as you do, you put your shingle up and, uh, and just see if you can um, secure some work direct rather than have to go, you know, go through the subcontract sort of route. Yeah, yeah. So it took, a, took quite a while, but um, I'm in a very fortunate touchwood position at the moment that I've got that base and um, the other stuff comes in as it comes in.
0: Yeah. Hey, with all the the private investigations that you've done, has there been any uh, consistent observations that you've made? Like, uh, are men just stupid in the way they try and hide things? Do, do Is a woman's intuition as accurate as they think they are? What sort of observations have you made from all the investigations you've done?
1: Yeah, definitely, Warwick. Um, there's a few trends there. I mean, I've predominantly, I've always worked for the female. So... Um, and uh, it's pretty clear that uh, well, firstly, I've never had a female wrong. So any by the time they've rung me, they've uh, they pretty much got their answer. They just need the confirmation. Um, they generally have a bit of an idea who it might be as well. Um, so my job's to get that. As I touched on before, is to get them that information, that closure. Um, you know, catch someone out in a lie. You know, I'm working overtime when in fact you're at a restaurant with another another lady and things like that so look that's one thing um ladies are never wrong so clearly men give it away i mean yeah. um, it's the obvious you know uh, faux pas about lipstick on the collar but it's also a bit about um you know a bit of preening might take place or perhaps a bit of arrogance as well so yeah. um so yeah i think blokes are pretty bad at uh, at, at hiding it i guess <laughs>
0: Any other observations, besides the well, well, most of us know that women are always right. Anyway, my wives keep reminding me of that. Yep. um uh, Any other observations from your cases?
1: Yeah. Look, um, Warwick. There's one thing that comes out too. His theme is very much uh, people are creatures of habit in uh, in respect to you know ways they drive out of their estate. You know they go to the same service station, the same milk bar, the same supermarket, the the same uh, you know things like that. So generally. Um, uh, that can make life easier from a following perspective, um, and again, you know, early days, not many people are, unless they've been through it before, which is one of the questions you always ask your client: is, is you, have you had them followed before? Because it does make a difference. But generally, you can, you know, you can be pretty close for the first couple of occasions, and they, they probably don't have much of a clue. Um, but then the art, the art and the skill of uh, what you do out on the road is. Um, you know, trying to stay with them but stay out of their way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. there's a definite uh, skill involved and I still make a lot of mistakes, Warwick, so uh, <laughs> um, there can be some frustrations for, you know, for, for, for your client, but whether it's a private client or a corporate client because, yeah. you, you know, traffic lights can change or it's a red light camera or yeah. whatever the circumstances are or you just get that slow car that pulls out and cuts everybody off and yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's it, you're sunk. So. <laughs> have you ever
0: been found out like you know you're you're trying to investigate someone or a, a business entity and you've been discovered
1: probably less so in the business entity side of it but definitely in the private side i mean people uh, people will figure it out eventually and if it's something like a you know say a workers comp type thing or something like that then you know they've, they've probably been worded up that they're they're likely to be uh looked at and followed at some point so yeah definitely people will uh, they pretty much let you know and obviously uh, you just get out of there because you you, you want to avoid confrontation and you want to avoid confirmation too if you possibly can right. um don't sort of give the game up necessarily because the chances are you're going to be back there in a probably <laughs> in a different car and you know a maybe different two, dark van. yeah two days or a week's time you'll be having another go at it so yeah. um yeah. So, avoid confrontations. Obviously, one of the key things for me, particularly in those circumstances, yeah. um, if if they know they know, you've just got to you just got to let it go, and as I say, get out of there and uh, and move on.
0: How big is the private investigator industry in well Victoria or Australia? You know, are, are there many?
1: Yeah, good question. I I did hear at one point there was over a thousand uh, licensed inquiry agents, but. Um, that was before the unfortunate David Hooks incident, Warwick, and I think they went through a bit of a clean-out there. With um, when that happened, I nearly lost my own registration. I had to do a little bit more study and convince the uh, Victoria Police that I was, uh, you know, can it was my just, livelihood. Can, can yep. you just remind me what was the David Hooks in incident? Because I'm, I'm not. Well, it was a, it was a security guard. We come under the same banner. It was a security guard that um, that, that caused the uh, the damage, if you like. So oh, right. Yeah so at, at so that, that point, that's
0: where he was uh he went went to a hotel and was uh, yeah
1: got assaulted yeah he got assaulted
0: right. and passed away yeah yeah okay.
1: exactly so the, at that point they uh went through a real uh clean out of the um of the whole security industry uh say licensing registration uh format if you like mm-hmm. um and and we were caught up in that as uh, well, I was caught up in that as a as a uh, licensed inquiry agent Right um so look uh, I doubt there's probably a thousand in Victoria now, but um it, it was somewhere around that region anyway to answer right. your
0: question <clears throat> yeah okay so with um with some of the business stuff you do for like work cover, are there many people who are actually trying to put it over work cover or put it over insurers like do you Do you find that they are actually deceiving these companies, or are they more likely just the insurance companies just confirming that they are in fact? unable to work or whatever they've claimed.
1: Yeah, look, I think you've got to be sort of reasonably objective with that sort of stuff. And I, I, to be honest with you, Warwick, I don't do a high level of um, work cover type claimants, but people that um, you know might say that they're, they're homesick or perhaps a sales rep that's not really working as hard out on the road than what they should be and things like that. So it, it's really, I look at it from the aspect of um, confirm and deny. I'm less worried about what the result might be. It's just more the fact that you you're either substantiating that they, you know, they do perhaps stay at home or they are restricted or, or, you know, confirming something else. Yeah. Um. So I don't, uh, I never, Um. well, you can never uh, try and manufacture a result. Obviously you, it's just, whatever it is is whatever it is. So I, yeah. I just look at it as confirm and deny yeah. um, uh, and you never make promises. Obviously it, you get what you get out there and sometimes it can be frustrating and sometimes everything can, can sort of um happen, you know, reasonably quickly and 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 clearly they're not as uh incapacitated as what they're claiming. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now you said that um, when it comes to private
0: investigations that the women are right 100% of the time. Yep. In business uh, investigations, how accurate are the suspicions of the the business organizations?
1: Yeah, pretty good actually. Yeah, it's um yeah, I think it's uh, in a retail sense, I think uh, unfortunately it's uh you know there are people out there making making a living out of um, you know ripping off retails. They've got their little way of uh, doing things, and that and they change as well. And then of course someone finds a successful way of uh, removing a product from a from a retail outlet and passes it on to all their friends, and mm-hmm. they all uh, try their best uh, to do that until that gets uh, sort of closed down, and then we move on to some other method or or go back to a to an old one. So. Yeah, it's a never-ending cycle, unfortunately. Um, there's always
0: a new way or a different way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and retailers, you know, they're, they're reasonably smart with their, you know, placement of products and wear and placement of cameras and wear and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, people, uh, the crooks are also pretty smart as well. So yeah, there's, there is a little bit of catch-up going on, Yeah, um, but it's all about trends and, and realistically they're only targeting the ones that are really hurting them. They're not worried about, you know, someone... You know, price scanning something that comes up two dollars short or something or whatever for whatever reason, then you know that's not really their concern. It, it's the people that are making a making a living out of it, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, for, as far as your business, um, how long have you been doing this now? How long have you been a private investor? Yeah,
1: 20, 29 years. So, you've almost got it worked out, been doing it for 29 years. I <laughs> reckon I should know what I'm doing by now, <laughs> wouldn't
0: you? So. What, um, what do you wish you'd known earlier? What are some of the the things when it comes to business in general, or maybe even specifically your business, uh, what do you wish you'd known earlier?
1: Um. Look, I think you 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 always you've got to have an open mind. You've got to change. I mean, technology changes. Um, you know, methodologies methodologies, I should say, change. Um, so you've got to be flexible. I mean, my job is so much. Even in the past, sort of twelve to eighteen months, my emphasis and focus, and um, you know, had got a couple more strings in my bow than I probably had twelve to eighteen months ago. That's one thing. Going back to the early days, probably. Um, Probably it's about charging, to be quite honest. You have to get that confidence that you're prepared to charge a rate that you should be getting paid. Right. Um, and there's always the you know the grief factor and tire kicker factor as well and being able to maybe be a bit, uh, you know, ba- basically being able to say no, as people say. Um, or if you're going to take a job on and you suspect it's going to be a tough one, well, I actually put a bit of a loading on it, which I personally call the grief factor. And if they're prepared to pay that rate, then you... Have to be prepared to put up with um, yep. the grief in inverted commas, so um, yeah that's probably the the biggest learning curve for me was more about having the confidence to charge you know what I should be charging right. What does the future hold for for you and for private
0: investigation with all of the new technology devices like cameras have got so much better, listening devices are so much better uh, and smaller, and you can put these little mobile cameras everywhere what um what do you think the future is going to hold for your industry for you personally and the industry in general
1: yeah yeah good question um look as i said before you've got to be prepared to keep up with technology and changes um but i think there's also an element that people see things on the tv uh, and the movie screen uh, and in real life those products don't necessarily exist so <laughs> um wh- one of the main things one of the major issues that that you come up with a lot of these things that you mentioned is sort of battery life and, and, and life camera life, if you like. So it's not as, you know, it's not, you can't just sort of plant something somewhere and it just runs for Forever. any real length of time, to be quite honest with you. So you, you've either got to keep going back to, to change batteries or you've got to somehow hardwire it in. Yeah. So a lot of those solutions are not still probably not really quite there yet. Uh, unless you're talking, you know, sort of, you know, federal police and things like that. I'm sure they've got some pretty good toys. But um, for the general public and, and what you can use from a um, a privacy sense as well, um, you know, it's, it's not quite to the stage of what it looks like on the, on the movie screen, put it that way.
0: Outrageous. I wanted to be able to wave my hands and zoom <laughs> in and listen to everything. Hey, Peter, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great talking to you. If anyone wants to have a, a chat with you, uh, about any, you know, investigation issues or find more about you and your industry, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Um, look, probably just mobile's probably the easiest way. Warwick Mobile's pretty much all over the place, so I've got no issue with um, right. handing that out. I'm happy to read it out if that's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, yeah, so
0: 0418 581 that Correct. 0418 yeah. 581 And uh, we'll put some contact details in the show notes as well. Thank you. Hey, hey Peter, thank you so much for your time today. You too, champ. Have a good day. Thanks, mate. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show with your host, Warwick Merry. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and until next time, enjoy your success.